an Englishman in San Diego at Lawless Comic Con 2023. Stacy Dutton Whittle in conversation with Mick McMahon. you a chance to just practice really because that's all you're doing all the time. So I didn't draw on things. Still learn to draw. 
materials and colouring and things like that. And uh, then when I finished there, I, it was about a year, and I, I plucked up the courage because I always wanted to draw um, freeway wall libraries. And because uh, I used to read them a lot, and there was a lovely Italian artist, Spanish artist. So, and uh, I went to see the editor of Battle Picture Library, Ben Bensberg, and he said, "You're not quite ready." He said, "But um, uh, he sent me around the corner to an art agent, and so they took me on. They thought I looked like a promise or something." And I actually did spend about a year doing the occasional job for a new SF comic that DC Thomas had about to publish. Because I think they'd heard about 2000 AD, and the way they used to work in the days, they, so the action came out. So DC Thomas had to bring out one like that. And um, but fortunately, um, the man who had been given the job to edit this, he died, and so that came to nothing. But within a few about a month, I think, I got a big tube, cardboard tube through the post, which was a full-size folk stack of Carlos Escarra's first print. Right. and a script and a letter from the agent saying if you can draw it like this you'll be alright so I looked at it and being young and stupid I thought yeah I can draw like that you know, no one in the world can really draw like cards but, and so I had a go at that and they, they liked it and, and I was sort of you know, so I suppose although there was a, a slight pick up in the, the sort of senior editor editorial paper at IPC told Pat Mills to sack me. Oh, really? So that's why I did a few stories in, in, a, in an annual, I think, because he, um, he parked me there. And, and he knew they'd forget about it. So, <laughs> yeah, so after about a month, I was back on the regular school. So. And how long, because you did have to emulate Collis for a little while, didn't you? But that didn't, it didn't last a great deal? No, no, it's, it's, well, I, I mean, now, I wasn't told not to do it anymore, but it, it, I just stopped doing it, not consciously, but I, I just started evolving. And, uh, and anyway, I, he did a strip in um, Prop 5, one about the giant gorilla. And that, to me, so that was superb. And I thought, well, I'm there, I can't draw like that. That's just madness. I can't even do like carbs, really. So I just, it just sort of petered out. Cause I, what was happening was I was feeling more and more insecure because it wasn't like me. Although no one else could say, they could say, well, I can't tell the difference, but I mean, I couldn't. So it just stopped. I, I, I couldn't really put a time on it or an episode where I consciously didn't do it. Did you find that you started to enjoy it more in that kind um, of your own style? Or did that but now it came harder then, because now, <laughs> now I haven't got a style, and I, I can't find one. So. Uh, and did you enjoy that time? Because you shared a um, studio with Dave Gibbons at that time. Yeah, that, that was a few years later, yeah. But yeah, that was great. That was, he, we were, he was in the back of a sort of an outhouse for a back of an antique shop. And we had one bit of it, and there were some guys knocking up antiques in, a, in another bit. But no, we were, we were in there for about a year and a half. We, we, we did some great stuff. But I was always in awe of Dave because he's he's so methodical and I'm just chaotic. <laughs> and, I mean, he, 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 had a, he had a Sasko wall plan. I, mean, I thought those sort of things should have been transport companies. So <laughs> no, it's that, Dave's got one. He's got Doctor Who. He's, he's just in a strip of British Airways. There's someone. 
Was anybody here yesterday when we talked to Dave? And, yeah. and what did Dave say? He was really in awe of you and how yeah. we would produce a base quite intimidating because yeah. he loved your stuff. Well, I did, I, did, I did sometimes stand behind him and look at what he was doing and not say anything, just walk off. The <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew he didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said yesterday that I had to ask you about um, Josh Kligler at the Goldfish Bowl. Oh yeah, my worst panel ever. Oh, so Because uh, actually, it was an interview. So someone brought a, an actual judge fishing on. Oh yeah, they made it. Didn't yeah, they? yeah, it was great. So I was holding it in the group photo with the dreads. I felt like I've finally done justice to judge fish. Why was it your worst panel ever? Well, I just did it in such a hurry. You know, oh, it's terrible. Because <laughs> that judge click and stuff, they were asking me to do. An episode a week, oh. which was really hard. Was that five pages? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and I mean, it didn't last for very long, actually, because they probably thought this isn't working. Oh. So, oh, that's a lot. It's worth it. I mean, some of it was alright, but it, it, it gets a bit better, I think. I mean, I'm still not really keen on it because I didn't really like the story much. But um, it, it, uh, it wasn't as bad as it was at the beginning, as it was at the finish. Which made me feel a bit better. I don't think it was bad at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose I am uh, my own worst critic. That's got worse as well. I mean, sometimes find that. I mean, I've just done a picture for the new Next Apex book of Slate, and uh, it's taken me five weeks. And I, I think it might, well, I did a code a while back, so I might be able to do that. But, I kept drawing, I do a figure that was a quite well drawn figure. And then I'd look at it and I think, is that the one I want? And I couldn't make a mind up. So I did about four or five drawings for it. Do you, do you think there's a, it's because when you when you were younger and you had to work and you had less time to, so you just had to do it, do you think that now that you're a bit older and you've got more time, it, it affects Well, I think the worst thing that ever happened was when they said, I'll take as long as you like. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything goes to pot, because it, then it was it that the best becomes the enemy of the good. Yeah. That's what happens. That happens do you need the pressure of a deadline? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's much better to have some sort of deadline, even if it's months or something. But I'll do, do it as good as you can and take as long as you like. You will. Still be made with it. There's that brilliant M. Douglas Adams quote, isn't there, about he loves, uh, he loves deadlines, he loves the sound of them as the bush past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and could you tell us about your process? Because you, your work is quite different over the course of your career as well. So does it very much depend upon the story or is it how you feel at the time or how does it work for you? Um, well, the way I draw things in pencil never really changed. I mean, hopefully it's got better. But the way I ink things was, I mean, on Judge Dredd, an episode of that would take me about 10 days. And eight of those days would be pencil. And then I'd ink it at about 100 miles an hour. But because I'd take time over pencils, it didn't look too bad. You know, and you, if you're inking really loosely, Make a lot of stuff up, like or stuff in the pen. Um, but then, um, like I said, when you get more time, you think, oh, no, I'm going to make these things look a bit more like pencils. And that, what happens then is that 
the pen, if you want, I'll make pencil a bit tighter for me. But you can never make the ink look like the pencils. And so there's a sort of frustration when it starts to build up. Which um, we, so I'll end up with, I don't really like it because I'm going to like how I get my pencil. So, but the, 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 that is the process for me. The, the, the pencils all stay the same, um, but the inking is different. I mean, it's different things. I try to brush once because Dave used to brush. So that's the way for it proved conclusively for me it wasn't. <laughs> and, uh, and there's all been all sorts of different pens that have come and gone and that I've tried. Um, some of which I can't remember. But I went, went through a phase when I used to draw um, the, the judge chart thing. Um, and by editing 55 pens, which are like a five tip pen, but you can pull out, it's got the take the end, and you can actually fill it with the ink. Which is one of the messiest things you can possibly do. But anyway, I, and I used to eat with that. But I said, that's a nice tip. But the, the messiest guy, I'm like, I ruined about two pages because it didn't even suddenly blob out. And it was too much of it for white to make it so, um, it, it is, it's, it's, to do, yeah, it's to do with materials as well. The, the use. I mean, I, I ain't got my union pin, big squishy union pin, fine lines. Um, but then, I mean, it's, it's difficult to use them on a crystal board because they don't dry. So then we've got to search for different paper. Oh, it never stops. Have you, have you ever worked digitally at all? I don't know. Have you ever worked digitally? Oh, yeah, I do. I, I did a story for, um, is it Self Made Hero, uh, HP Lovecraft. Oh, yes, yeah. And um, I thought I'm going to draw this on my tablet. You know, I've got and I undid every single line uh, a dozen, a dozen times. It took me four weeks to <laughs> But I do, I always do my colouring digitally. Really? Yeah, because I mean, I, I nearly went bankrupt doing um, The Last Americans. I've done in Pantone markets. And I've used about five or six a page. And I think I might have used I think this cost five pounds. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I, I don't need real money. Like that. It's just, it's just doing a photo. So, but do you do all of your pencils still on? Yeah. Yeah, and then come Yeah, what I do now is I like to scan the pencils and then mess about with them so they might put it in the I don't know if anyone's here last year, uh, Meg Dory's here, uh, Brian Bullender, who's been in front of time about him using anything digital. Well, you use digital on the computer. Really? That was really funny. I think Brian used to clone his feather in and then drag it around. I've seen you work. Getting all of the tips today. <laughs> How do you say, because it does often look quite different depending on what you're doing, is that a purposeful decision or is that just how you've evolved to do your work? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, see, I don't really understand how that works. Yeah. I know that um, when I did, uh, I did, it's a conscious decision to draw. I did a Hellboy strip, and I, I felt, well, I'll do that really Cairo skewer you know, without much. And that worked all right. That, that came out like I wanted it to, which is unusual. <laughs> um, the the other thing I did once that actually came out that I wanted it was a uh, thing in Sonic the Comic, Decap Attack. Which I did with, um, I did that with Pantone markers, but I drew it with a really thick, painted with a really thick calligraphy pen. Right. 
and that that turned out that's the only thing really thing in the whole group that's turned out exactly what I wanted to do. It's my favourite thing ever. Was that a club that you were taking at the No, 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 that was an inside street. street yeah. And uh, I'm going to still get out and look at it. Yeah, Ars had such an impact on the world of 2000 AD, um, but what, what has been your favourite thing that you did in that time? Um, well, it, it must be slaying, I suppose, you know, a little bit like that. Because uh, I've always been, it's the only time in my career that I've actually, because I heard Pat Mills was writing this thing about Celtic Warrior, and I've, I've come from St Albans, you know, I was doing Roman, it was all about Roman history, and, and so I've always been interested in that, I've got to all the other bits about the that, that, that Ohio region and that sort of stuff. So I, I actually, the only time I ever phoned the writer, I said, oh, I want to draw this thing that you're writing. So I did, and he said, all right. So, <laughs> and so I, I, in a way, it, it did spoil it a bit, because I think his vision of it came out much later when he had the like, um, other artists working on it, because I don't think they were as obsessed with it. As I <laughs> so I, I, in a way, I, I think I just—I didn't distort it, but I kind of—I I lost some of the magical elements that he was interested in. Um, I mean, I, I think it turned out all right, but I, I, mean, <laughs> but I do this a lot actually. I've I, I looked back on things, and I—I I even look back at things I did on early dreads that John wrote, and I, I, I look and I think, do you know what? I completely missed the point of what he was about. Really? Yeah, and yeah. I still brood about it. So, <laughs> so it is, but, it, it, but that doesn't mean when I'm doing something now, I think about that. So I think back on my life, I'll, 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 I'll find out in a year's time how I messed this up. <laughs> <laughs> how I messed it up this yeah. time, and yet we all think it's just fantastic. It's weird that, isn't it? Yeah. How you have less confidence than other people think you're amazing. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's something I've never understood. We all do, though, don't we? <laughs> um, if you'd, if you'd ever been able to apprentice to an artist, anybody at all, who would that be and why? Um, I don't know. There's so many different artists in whose work I really admire. I suppose some an illustrator that I really like was Peter Jackson. I don't you know Peter Jackson? Because well. when I was growing up as well, there was a magazine called Look and Learn that I used to get every week. That had like the top illustrators in the company, even one of them. And his, the way he, his, his competence with his materials, I thought it, it must be just fabulous to be able to do that. And so I would love to have worked with someone who could show me how to use different materials through the world. Because you don't get that art school, which is what I thought it was for. They just let you get on with your own devices, you know, and then you know, wait to see the next day you've got it. <laughs> so, so, so it's just an exploration yourself of what yeah. is, rather than a teaching thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, keep, I keep looking at you, so I'm telling you I forget that question. <laughs> 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 you are very fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very messy about that one. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you to talk to us a little bit about Sonic. I know you started, but how did that come about? Because that doesn't, like, from the work you've done before, that wouldn't seem like an obvious thing for you to do. Well, when I did, um, what was it, um, 
the howler. <laughs> the howler. Uh, I sort of painted myself into a corner there. So yeah, I, no one was offering me any work. Oh, right. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll, I've got to do something. So um, Nigel Kitchen was writing he said, why don't you do a sample of his decap attack story? He said, that would be a new artist on that. So I did a, a sample of it, and it was pretty good. And uh, uh, so I can't so I've got the editor's name now. It's, um, does anyone know? Jim. Jim, we used to go and see them, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, <cool. laughs> Anyway, uh, but no, she, so she, she, she got me on there, and I did that decap attack story. Uh, then she asked me to do the Sonic stuff, which, I mean, I'm not really a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, but I think it probably showed up in the book. I, mean, I quite enjoy the, the stories, they're, they're very short. If it was but, um, I, did, I, I did learn how to use um, sort of a few different materials, and that was when I used um, Photoshop for the first time. So I, I, what I tried to do was recreate Sometimes, yeah, but I think what, when I do look at it, if, if it was good, I always, it, it, it's almost like I lost someone else drew that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, 
So all I, I just take responsibility for the, for the crap. Nick McBride was really good, wasn't he? Starting a book called Kestrels, uh, which is about evacuees in World War II. That was Ben. Ben Dixon, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. And that, that that's pretty much going to take up all my time. But I've also got a thing I might be doing next year again. I've done a lot of work with Ben Weaving, the film director. It's a freak thing. Yeah, he did High Rise as yeah. well. Because uh, well, like, I worked with him, I did the storyboards for Rebecca, the oh. Daphne tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That he, She worked in the studio for five years, so. but it, it wasn't a success because I'm, I'm institutionalised to work on my own. <laughs> so I have a room full of people who know how to do all the things I need to know. But I'd be sitting there working it all out for myself, you know, yeah. so, which wasn't, wasn't very good for me, so the money was paid. <laughs> But I think, though, do you not think when you figure something out for yourself that you learn it better, I do, rather than somebody showing you? Yeah, you do, yeah. but I, I think it's just, it, it, I mean, I could have asked a few, about a few things, I don't know, I didn't even, uh, I had to try to figure out how to do a copy and paste, so. <laughs> <laughs> so. But if you've never done it, why would you know how to do it? Well, yeah, exactly, yeah, so. <laughs> But I, 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 that, that's what's probably coming up next, uh, it's, it's a 64 page uh, book, and in theory it's going to be six of so you're still really quite busy then, not like approaching retirement. <laughs> you still got two things I'm, sort of, I'm sort of semi-retired, I suppose. But once I start this book, then that will stop. I can't do a book half box. So it's right doing bits and pieces. We have to give you a deadline. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I did. I did do the work on a game last year. The last work I was going, but I, I did everything. Storyboard the opening. Josh, we start again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a good point, a stopping point to um, ask the audience if they've okay. got any questions. Has anybody got any questions? You mentioned the howler. You said you painted yourself into a corner. What did you mean by that? Uh, well, it, it, it was. I think it's a great story. Yes, it was. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, but you know, the world wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think it was about hundred years ahead of my time. <laughs> no, it just it was so abstract. I think. I mean, it's. The, I think the mistake I made with it was that the, the drawings were all right, but I shouldn't have had the. I should have had the white gutter between all the panels, and it would have been a bit easier to follow. And that, that's a simple thing. But, you know, that's my regret on that. I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel guilty about the rest of it. But, you know, I'll defend it to my last breath. <laughs> <laughs> Colours were amazing. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Because yeah, I did that on... Because um, I used to use R-shaped watercolour paper, hot press top. Uh, but some, it, the, the markers would bleed through it really nicely to the back. They'd be really a deep colour. But then, um, for some reason, they, they, it didn't do that anymore. They had to put more size in it or something like that. And so my poor wife, Chris, had to travel the south, you know, south, south of England, southeast of England, looking for shops that have got a packet of this paper. And she had a marker in her hand. 
and she'd buy one sheep and see if it broke through. <laughs> and if it did, then she'd buy the packet. <laughs> Maybe you just hear the medal. No, that was actually drawn on cartridge paper, really cheap cartridge paper that I got out of the stations in, in Dunstan. Yes. There you go. <laughs> actually, it looked better than the shaped paper. It's not great. Much deeper colour. Anybody else? Anybody else? Um, I think the thing that I really liked about your work is like the style of how abstract some of your character designs are and how like sort of off model they seem from like other threads for oh, yeah. example that I'm familiar with. How did that sort of come about? Because I mean I've seen a lot of other people imitate that style or start pushing things to that level of abstraction. But for me, that was the first time I'd seen that. And like how did that grow? Was it just a moment or was it just a gradual process? And, was it for no. economy? Of, of no, it was, it was it's like all, all things would be like that. It's just accidental. Like, yeah. if you do, like, if you just, just draw the nose, so I don't know what you talk about. You think, I'll still know what to do. But suddenly you make a, just a small mark that, for me, would sum up what I was trying to do with it. And so the next time that, that mark stays, that's you know, your starting point. And so for, for a character like Dread, it would be incremental, you know, like, as if when I saw like the ego and shoulder getting bigger, that, that's just a gradual thing. And, and, but then, because that is getting bigger, so it's got to get bigger as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it takes on a life of its own after a while. But I think one of the things that helped with that was because so many different artists do the character, and none of them really look the same. So especially when you start, you meet me a bright ball under the light is part. So whatever I did, no one could ever say, oh no, it's, it's, nothing, it's not like Brian, you know, because it's, they weren't in like each other to start with. So it was a, the freedom actually of it was, was quite exhilarating. Like it, like with, with any artist that came to draw it, then they, they more or less drew it the way they want. I think that's, for me, always been my favourite thing about 2008. The divergence of art styles yeah. because you know it's the same character with the same iconic like signifiers who that is, yeah. but it's, it's completely different as a revelation every time you move to the next. Yeah, I mean, the way people draw now is, is, is light years away from yeah. what, what it used to look like then. And yet, the, the people who read it don't mind, you know, they just think it's Joe Dredd. Did you ever get any um, feedback from 2000 AD about how to? how it should look, or not to do this, or not to do that. Because I know, like, you would have done Doctor Who as well, but then, you know, I'm sure there was lots of guidelines there. Um, no, not really, no. They, they, <laughs> well, no, they're, they're very... Um, and I you've got to remember, it's a weekly comic, so if, the, if, if stuff's there on time... No, I think they're very rarely... They are, they are very rarely... Something. I mean, I think one of my very early ones did, um, they whited out a load of lines and, and old, some of like, supposed to be old. I don't know how to remember old people, they just got <laughs> paper bag or something. <laughs> but no, they, they never really interfered at all. The only thing they ever had was um, when Nick Landau was working there. Because Carlos used to do those panels with a curved mm. corner, you know. So I, I, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. That's what Carlos does. 
And he called me and said, no, this means flashback. So I said, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, but that was the only thing, really. I mean, and, and I think it's, um, I, don't, I don't really know why I did that, but I mean, it is, although I was probably going to stop using it, but I think that it's, it's hard work to work because you used to do a double line one, didn't they? Which is a nice thing to do. <laughs> you used to have proper compasses with a, in your little rotary things. Anybody else got any questions? I, I was really fascinated for you to say uh, that you storyboarded Rebecca. Um, I'd love to hush up to see those. Um, what was that? Was that an interesting process? Would you do more storyboarding? Yeah, I've done. I did this storyboard another one uh, for Ben Wheatley that never got made called Freak Shift, oh, okay. which was a fabulous thing, and I really enjoyed doing that. And uh, I mean, that was about a thousand boards. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great doing it because you've got the discipline of the screen shape that you're just working. And, uh, and especially the Rebecca one, because I had to draw people driving Bentleys and stuff. And where, I mean, Hatfield House was in it, and it was the first time I'd actually used actual real location. They got the, the, the most complex staircase in Hatfield House. <laughs> For some reason, they're always going up and down. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the ironic thing as well was that I, I grew up about two and a half miles from Hatfield right. House and never went there. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do, um, do the costumes and stuff as well? Yeah. Did you do a, lot of research, did you do a lot of research for that? Yeah, it's, it's not difficult for things like you know, what people wore in the 30s. Yeah, and the sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, do you know what I found out today as well? I thought storyboard, did anybody else have this idea that it was this big, huge thing? And I was looking at Mike Collins yesterday and it's all on A4 sheets. Is that yeah. how you do it as well? Yeah. Did anyone else have the idea that it would, yeah, <laughs> uh, learned a thing what, today? What, right, well, I keep wondering what they do with them, because the film never looks anything like the balls drawn. But I think what they do is they blow them up really big and on the set, and so everyone can see what's happening today. Is within the main. Because it's a, it is, rather than going around giving everyone sheet of paper or something, they just need to do it. I think that's what they do. Like guidelines. Yeah. Guidelines. That's fantastic. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 so you spoke earlier about um, working in the games industry for about five years. Was that something like you always thought would end up happening, like sort of going into games? Is that like a passion of yours? Or is it. Yeah, I, I love games. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, um, I worked on. Um, I've got a job, I've actually worked with these environmental 3D artists because um, they, they had this bespoke software that basically anyone could use. It was really simple to use. And uh, I worked on a Hot Wheels game and did the Egyptian level. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I did, I did some concept work for them as well. And, uh, I actually worked three times in games, but maybe done it three times. And that's when I thought, no, it's not for me. Really. <laughs> but I did. Um, it was a, a game, uh, Warhammer 40k game for the, was it the Engage Folk? Is it not the Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did all the like, talking heads on that and cutscenes and stuff. And then I did, um, there was another company I worked for who did a game called, it came out called the Drum Revolution thing. It's like a, the Guitar Hero had come out and they thought, well, we're going to do one about drums. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, but they wouldn't really stylise. <laughs> they wouldn't really stylise characters. So they asked me if I wanted to do that. So yeah, I went, so I went and worked there. But unfortunately, um, that was Konami Japan were doing that, who are very open-minded. But then it was taken over by Konami USA. You said, gee, you know, these guys don't look real. Yeah. So that was, that was my P45 again. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, did, I did really enjoy it. Though. Yeah. So it was fascinating to see how they go about making it. Yeah, definitely. Did, like, did someone reach out to you in order to get that position? Or was no, it you I, I saw I, it and thought, what oh, happened I, was I worked at Comex. You know Comex? There's a few Comex there. But they were a design company who used to do all Konami's box art. Loads of computer stuff. And they, would, they got a contract to do all the concept work for a game for Sony. Uh, it was going to be called. Um, anyway, so it was supposed to be based on people jumping off high buildings right. to deliver packages. And, uh, well, you know. But of course, it would never work because the whole city would have to come past, which would be, even in those days, would be millions of populations. The physics wouldn't work. But anyway, I did that for six months and uh, with these two other guys that were working with us. And uh, I got, got the bug. So I, I wrote to a few games companies with it because I've got a nice sort of load of co copies of stuff I've done for their console, mostly environments. And so I, I, got, I, got, I did offer, offer a job at a company in Canada, but um, we were living in Kettering at the time. It was a bit of a news. But then I got offered a job in Brighton and we actually moved, moved to the South Coast. So I yeah, it was great. It was going on past everything. But, and, uh, but I, they said, what's the difference between working for us and being freelance? I said, well, now I need two pairs of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the only big difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have guessed that. <laughs> Do you have any more questions? We've got a few more minutes. Leonard? Uh, yeah, uh, you were talking earlier about the Judge Dredd work and looking back at it and going, you know what, there's things that I maybe you know, didn't quite nail or I didn't yeah. quite uh, get the, the idea out of my yeah. head correctly. Is it, uh, how precious are you about past work? Are you someone that would be happy to go back and remaster? Uh, re oh, I never, never do that. No, no, just, no just leave it. Leave as is. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, most of the time, it was the best I could do at the time. Right. And that's all you can do, really. You can't. Yeah, I'll do it better now, but I don't think it'd be better, or probably wouldn't be better, because it's, it's obvious time, you know, like right. it fitted in with everything else. Because the thing about working on 2018 when it started, was he felt like you were part of a group of people who had the same aim, so he's a great, um, almost collegiate. And uh, but once you, you leave something like that, you, that, I think that's where my, sort of, not problems, but my attitude starts to get a bit mixed up. Because then you, you haven't got any feedback from people you you respect you know, in, in terms of what they do, um, which was which was the best thing about two thousand and eight, really, you know, from in terms of work. How, how important is feedback to you? Do you think that's an essential thing? Well, it, yeah, it, it's just to keep a, keep the confidence up, really. I mean, it's not to tell you how great you are, it's just to say it's not rubbish. You know, that's, no, that's all right, that's all right, man, you know, it's is it, um, is it difficult for you if you don't hear anything back at all? Yeah, it's, it's strange. You think, well, I might, I might have heard something. I mean, when I, when I did the boards for Rebecca, they were actually working title. 
and, and that's where I sent them. Because I think Ben, he actually had to work in their office. I've never heard of you. Not even thank you. No, it's just that was it. They, they, they got the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing so you think, well, it was simple. They paid me. So it's a bit like working in the dark. It's strange. You, 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 I think to do it, to, to, you need quite a lot of self, self confidence, which I, I have got most of the time. But then if I lose that, it, it, it's hard to get it back. Sometimes. So do you find it easier to work with like, a stronger editor, like somebody like Pat, or...? Well, I find editors don't really do very much. You, know. <laughs> 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 I mean, you never hear anything from them. They don't say, well, it's done like this or that. They, I suppose they think, well, I just do it, uh, do it and, uh, and that's it. Um, I think if, if they didn't like it, I'm sure they'd tell you. Yeah, I'm sure they'd <laughs> Okay, any other questions? Yeah. Um, you mentioned about your work with Judge Dredd, and obviously from what you said, you were quite critical of your own work, I suppose, but is there any particular story that you can look back on now and be really happy with it? What, Judge Dredd was? Yeah. Um, That's a long pause, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the sun panels at the bottom. I think the Cursed Earth had some nice bits and pieces in it. What was my one doing there? Um, was it Ago the Brave? Mm-hmm. The, that caveman guy. Yes. Yeah, I, I like that one. That was, that was good fun. Um, although uh, the rhyming couplet thing gets tired really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Ewan does a lot of songs in his comics, I think. Is it? Uh, yeah, when he's written for 2000 DMRA, he does a lot of, lot of songs. Mm-hmm. I've I never seen the comic now, because they're not sent. They sent Brian once. Brian, somebody phone Mulcher. Any more? Yeah? Have you ever attempted to, to draw for them again? Um, well, no, I mean, I've done, I've done these pin-up things for uh, these Apex books, but yeah. they won't allow you to assert your moral rights in the kind of contract, so I, I, I won't sign the contract. That, that's that. Yeah. We've probably got time for one more. We've got one last question. I'll sod you soon. <laughs> 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 well, thank you very much for Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you.